0: Aggression. It's me. <laughs> that was trash. Hello, it's me. I tried. All right, um, guys, it's Scam Goddess Pod. It's Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. And this is the podcast all about fraud, robbery, boondoggling, flim flamming, you know, uh, hitting a lick, catching a bag. Uh, and as always, I am very what? Yes, you got it excited excited and I really I, I always say I really am but I really am like this guest is so talented I finally got to meet him because um, we've been talking online for forever so I got to meet him in New York which was so amazing he's a multi-hyphenate talent he's a performer a writer a director a comedian and a singer uh sanger we're actually gonna say sanger because uh you talk about somebody who make you want to kick your shoes off You'll see him on season five of Search Party, Life and Beth on Hulu, and Abbott Elementary on ABC. Congregation, please welcome Larry Owens.
1: Oh, thank you. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Why are you looking uh, like that
0: while I was introducing you?
1: Praise the Lord, congregation. Um, I, looking <laughs> like what? Looking like what? Well, what was the I, look for the? You look like you got called
0: out in church to like do a testimony or something. You were like, "Who me? Are <laughs> like, you trying to hide?" Like, well, from when testimony I look time back over
1: my life, and uh, <laughs> I think things over. I can truly say. That I've been blessed. So yeah, I was just, you know, you were you're speaking of the blessings and I yes. just yeah. It flashed. Yeah, you're blessing my eyes. the community.
0: Like you're so talented, so <laughs> amazing. Like I'm so happy to be talking with you. Speaking of testimony, that made me remember that I went to church and like a youth church, there was always like this time where they they had a song to it too. It was like Testimony time, testimony time. It's testimony time in here. Testimony time, testimony time. Testimony time, Testimonie Testimonie time, Testimonie time, in, time in, in here. Oh! Amen. <laughs> hey, come on now. Come on somebody.
1: I got a testimony, all right? Cuz I was always on be- the streak. I was on the streak and, uh, and the car, and the car, the tide
0: and rolled off.
1: <laughs> no. And the Lord sent was, the angel. <laughs>
0: there was always somebody who did a testimony every week. And we'd be like, this bitch, like, here she go again. All right. Uh, <laughs> people with testimonies How God testimonies. bless you this week. All right. Y'all get the fans ready. You know, when the blessing come in. The, you know, somebody get the shoe ready to put in her face. We're going full Pentecostal like.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I don't I don't know if you think that tithing is a scam or not, but I did. I did. I tithe this Sunday. I did it.
0: 10% on the whole thing? It, it wasn't 10%. So it, was more, <laughs> it, was, it was an offering, technically. <laughs> you gave God vibes. He was like, God, you really have been pulling up for me. I can't give you full <laughs> tip, okay? You're not my agent. You're not my agent, God. But... Not vibes to God. I'm going to bring you a little something. I
1: I guess I did. (laughs) I guess I did. Our generation has complicated views of tithing, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, look, I don't ever ask where the money going, but I'm like, I want to keep the church going. They supposed to be doing community service and they don't pay no taxes. (laughs) So I just be, you know, (laughs) I haven't gone to church in a minute, though. And truly because of the pandemic, I would at least go on high holidays. You know, I'm not a heathen heathen.
1: Yeah, you will walk into the tabernacle. Yeah, I I used to be in every Sunday. The last couple weeks I've been slacking and then I went back, you know, virtual and then, you know, T.D. Jakes asked for it. And before he asked for it, actually, I felt it in my spirit. And so that was like, let me go and
0: text and give. Not to T.D., though. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> TD T- 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 got books, he got movies and he's still over here talking about alright y'all like sir i are very rich
1: I know it's going to be a blessing
0: you can't blessing. fund this church on vibes you can't fund this off your books yet uh, uh, Women Thou mean, Art Loose y'all, that I ain't don't... fun in the lights
1: You don't have to be broke for me to pay you, American government. Well, actually, American government is broke. We do know this.
0: (laughs) Yes, listen. American government is on Klarna. American government got several credit cards. (laughs) They paying Amex with the Visa. They paying Visa with the Discover. Like, we are (laughs) truly in the ghetto. (laughs) How
1: does that work? Where does it end? Is someone (laughs) going to come and repo the country? I mean, Uh, China. But, but but China didn't put down the first investment. Isn't that Africa? Isn't that mama Africa?
0: Listen, to come and collect
1: yet. and repo? Be like, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. It was like, you aren't going to decide to pay us reparations. We are taking reparations. Right, Repossess we, me, we Africa, want, continent. <laughs> we, want, we want North Kakalaki. No, we, I guess that's
0: used to be the agricultural. What do we want now? We want New York, Miami, L.A.? <laughs> Right, they just take all the lit cities. They take all the places where you can get hookah with your dinner. They just take Atlanta. those places.
1: <laughs> Africa's coming for Atlanta.
0: Yeah, they, they're already calling it Atlanta Wakanda, so they can have it. They can truly <laughs> have it. And I'm going to go. I'm going to live there. No, but okay, so speaking of testimony, uh, Larry, what is your relationship with scams? Have you ever been scammed? Do you like them? Do you hate them? Do you like, give Be anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, when I think of scams and I think of just like sort of like my my brand, <laughs> it's like I was immediately I was like, it's like, what are like the theatrical scams? Like, what are like the ones that like come to play? And I'm sure you've covered these because you are an elite working actress. I'm sure you've gone through a lot of sort of the like. Actor scams. Oh
0: yeah, we love a good. Act. I mean, our whole industry is a scam. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, we just do. I don't even know how you get to doing it. It's just like you ask anybody. Voiceover work is a real scam. I ask anybody how they got to voiceover. They're like, I don't know. I met a man in the alley. <laughs> and then, next thing I know, I was the voice of Lexus. And I'm like, how? How? Explain to me. And they're like, I can't tell you. are like, are y'all the Illuminati voiceover people? Because it's like 30 voiceover people who do all the cartoons. Cree Summers has a monopoly on voiceover. Like, I-, I I feel like she don't have conversations without money. She's like, this is my instrument, so hit that Venmo if you want me to chat with you. Like, <laughs> She won't even
1: voice note you. That. No, she's like, that
0: costs too much, sweetie. You you can't have a voice note. I'm driving. You're going to have to wait. Like,
1: Clubhouse came out. She was like, no, pass on that one. <laughs> You're not just getting sound bites from mama.
0: Like, no, sweetie. This voice box, this one, <laughs> Smithsonian. Like, you
1: know, one of, the, one of the good actor scams was like the pay for play. Did oh, you yeah. ever get wrangled into? Are you kidding
0: me? I was. The, get, I, <laughs> Honey, I was at every meeting with a casting director. Sometimes it was a meeting with a commercial casting director. Bitch, how am I sitting up here trying to get into a goddamn Arby's commercial with your raggedy ass? You ain't even got no auditions. We just sitting here and you just telling us bullshit for money. Oh, I done gave so many monologues, honey. So many monologues. The monologues? What would you do? What would you do for
1: the people? Uh, when they were like, okay, Lacey, you're amazing. I love your energy. You're... A star, uh, just do a little something.
0: Do I even remember the monologue that I used to have in my pocket all the time? Damn, man, I must be getting lazy. Uh, I remember that it was from a play that was a little less known because I was like, I know the girl's gonna be doing all these monologues, so I'm gonna hit her with something different. Um, and it was a comedy monologue. I almost you did feel a
1: comedic. Like... You did a comedic monologue from a play.
0: Yes. Yes, it was a,
1: it. It was like Broadway of Center, or was it like uh, Tyler no, Perry of what, Center?
0: Not Tyler Perry. I get in there. I'm like, then she put makeup on me and she put <laughs> me in the bathtub and she bathtub. left him I'm not going to do the end because it's triggering but if you oh, know that yeah. monologue you know ooh, she thought she was acting down in that scene she was like and then like her eyes got all big like she was going back to the memory and then is that Kimberly Elise? no nah, that wasn't Kimberly Elise although I do love her I need that money I do love that. But uh, that's not Kimberly, So I'm not going to shave my good sis like that. No, this is a Tyler I love Queen.
1: That. I love that all of the monologues to you are sung. <laughs> On like- this land?
0: I go in there and I do that one.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On this land? <laughs> Is that Cicely Tyson? Yeah, at the plantation steps <laughs> with Maya Angelou. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! That's Black History.
0: That's Black History. That's a bro. scam.
1: That's just, but it's also Black History.
0: <laughs> and I love Cicely, and I love Maya. God rest their souls, Queens. But yes, that was Black History scam for our asses. I did. Did you ever do an open call in New York? Because I definitely did one for Motown when it came out, and realized that oh. I was in line. That it was a scam. I got a call back, but I was sitting there with my little <laughs> songbook in New York because, honey, I was singing once on this island everywhere. I was a stranger in white in a car. Like everywhere, honey. I was like, y'all going to put me on the broads and the ways. And oh my God. I went to this open call at like six in the morning, wrapped around, around the block. They got all these news cameras like, scam. come out here, come scam. out here. <laughs> yep, a full scam to promote this goddamn show, knowing damn what the shit was sitting in people's inboxes as an offer. But they got all us oh, fools absolutely. out here. And then the news was like, oh, you're auditioning for Motown. And I saw the news interview of people. They're like, yeah, I'm auditioning. They're like, well, can you sing us a little something? And then I just saw all these niggas out in the street, literally in the street, calling out. Around. Like, damn, I was like, this is an embarrassment. This is embarrassing. What am I doing here?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: But wait, um, what are your actors scams? So pay-for-play, do you have any pay-for-play stories?
1: Um, no, I mean, I, I I think I did one. I think I did, like, a class. Like, I was just so broke that, like, I, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't pay to play, like, early career. I was just, like, working. I was just working hard. But I did do, like, one or two classes, and I realized, like, oh, no, like, this is just, they just, like, love to give feedback. Like Like, yeah. feedback is a scam. Like if you aren't <laughs> Meryl Streep, <laughs> what the fuck are you telling me about acting like casting assistant three? Like you are not an I'm actress not casting, casting assistant. assistant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, you could say like walk in this way, like, you know, things like that, but you can't tell me how to get inside this uh this monologue really. I don't, you know, I think it's different. I think so. Um But acting school actually can be a scam as well. It can. My acting school experience was not a scam, but it's because I like specifically sought it out where I was like, the teachers have to have acted (laughs) honestly. Right. Like, you can't, like, have your credits be, like, the Methuselah production. Right. It can't be rap. those who
0: can't do teach. <laughs> like, it has to be those who yeah. didn't go and show Which me the way. It's very scam-like,
1: because you know that your algebra teacher can crunch the numbers. But it's right. like, you know that your, like, violin teacher can, like, hit that, hit that, do the fingers, you know. But an actor <laughs> teacher can kind of kind of be like no just like push it from your diaphragm and for however many thousands of dollars a year to teach college Mm -hmm. to pay college money Mm -hmm.
0: to learn how to act Mm -hmm. which is human behavior tv scam and honestly, like the only reason you should go to an acting conservatory is if you're going to one where they're gonna basically scout you like football players when you when you graduate. Like so you can get that in and get like a good agent. Like, you know, you go to Rutgers, you go to Juilliard, you go to that's a lane for sure. But like
1: I know, but you don't even a good be... showcase, even a good senior showcase is that good old scamarella.
0: <laughs> it is <laughs> like, it is
1: they they fit you into like this like tiny, tiny box that like just like doesn't even like make sense for us. Like Lacey, imagine someone trying to tell you how to do Lacey in 30, like, six seconds. like
0: <laughs> And they did. You, and did. <laughs> I've had people. You, you did it. Oh, I, well, yeah, I've done showcases. Um, I've also had people, like, give me feedback that was definitely just a jab at my personality. Like, oh, you're too sassy. Like, Black people don't have to be that anymore. That white lady casting director, I'll never forget that, bitch. Fuck her. But, like... So I've definitely had that happen too, where it's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, and you're just talking to talk and you're you're getting inside people's heads. Also, like conservative like if you go to a-, a college that has a repertory theater or a repertory program, then you're getting actors who are just traveling around who like some we got were amazing. Some we got were just bitter as fuck and like harming people. Like I remember one time, um, an actor that I know who's a singer in a brilliant, like one of the most beautiful voices I've ever heard. We were doing Xanadon and why did this director okay. yeah. we had a director, I director and I guess I guess because he was gay, he thought that he could just be out here wilding. He slapped him across the face for no reason. I truly can't even remember why he did this. And we were all like, what the fuck? Did he just oh, slap
1: him? No. Oh no. Uh, that's a scam. Theater does not have to be abusive. That's a scam. Where <laughs> no, people are like, oh, you like you put your back into it. It's like, no. <laughs> it's like this is called acting, honey.
0: Right. Like, And getting naked, getting naked in theater productions. Because I remember watching some theater productions. Everybody was getting booty naked. And I'm like, why y'all getting booty naked? Like, we don't need to do this.
1: (laughs) Scam, scam. Booty naked sells tickets (laughs) to shows. (laughs) Quits a little intrigue on it. Even when you know the content is bad. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right, it's like, what are we doing? Like, no, we gonna if sell tickets
1: because we're <laughs> if more than two people are booty naked, it's a scam. If we're if we're seeing an array of. <laughs> dong and tetas, that, like, (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be um, superfluous.
0: (laughs) Right. I'm not getting booty naked live. Like, that's just not... (laughs) And that's no shade to sex work. I'm just saying as an actor, you're not gonna catch me on nobody's playbill getting booty naked live. It's just not gonna happen.
1: Would you do booty naked for Cam?
0: It would have to be necessary in the script, and it would have to be further along in my career where I could hopefully sell my titties for, like, a great value Monsters Ball. Like I'm not going to get Halle Berry money and that's fine. But you know like let me get something.
1: Um how necessary to the script? <laughs> like what what crosses that threshold?
0: Um you know like <laughs> it's gotta be like the sex scene got some acting in it like it's a reason we doing it it can't just be like we fucking like cause we on HBO like
1: <laughs> not after like the first party scene or
0: Right. Anything. you it ain't get no titty be... meat cause we fucking in the bathroom that no, I just feel like oh, no, put... it has
1: to be returns from war it's been <laughs> forever right he have How a flashback weird.
0: he have a flashback during the sex and then you know it's like I mean, he oh, in the manhole oh. again
1: oh my gosh wow like, it gotta be deep good. damn damn I wanna see you as this wartime wife wife roles are scams it's like okay like, why can't we just write a role for this woman
0: no come on now roles for women no, other than like being annoying or stopping the fun or yeah you know, like wife she's at
1: home he's like doing a bunch of stuff she's just like waiting no women of course they were very very busy during wartime sometimes right. even fighting themselves um cool but
0: <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Well, PSA, the more you know. Guys, let's get into our first segment here. What's hot and fraud? This is where we warn our listeners about popping scams in the zeitgeist, or more often than not, we get your letters. As always, snitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Just make sure your scam is retired because we don't want to what? Yes, fuck up your bag. Uh, Larry, I need a fake name. Don't worry about gender. We don't care about that. Juicy. He's really mulling on it, guys. Like, you should see Ju- his juicy. thought process. Juicy? Yeah juicy love it I thought you said let's see I didn't know you said juicy juicy I was like, okay juicy
1: <laughs> juicy
0: says hi Lacey long time listener first time mark <laughs> no no juicy so I know you and the majority of the people are aware of the scam where someone messages you offering to turn your fifty dollars into five thousand dollars or something like that I got a message on Saturday morning from a mutual on Instagram offering to cash at me five hundred dollars okay all they asked me for was my Cash App hash or handle and nothing else. There wasn't a link that I clicked on or anything like that. Within two minutes of sending them my Cash App username, they had logged into my Instagram, changed the email affiliated with the account, changed the password, and have been spamming me every single day and every single person that follows me for a week. Wow.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> okay, so, Juicy, let's pause. <laughs> oh, juicy, juicy. Um, oh, Juicy, juicy Eat that lunch Okay, Let me gotta get sued by Doja Cat um, <laughs> Juicy, so you had a, a mutual And you called him a mutual So you didn't say like, this is my cousin This is my homegirl, this is my bestie Just a random mutual Bitch. <laughs> Who DM'd you and said Hey girl, long time, not, no talk You want $500? And you were like, yeah Like, you, nothing about that Nothing about that scene,
1: uh, I... Nothing pinged the spidey senses. Okay.
0: Like, and we talk about the Despot meter on this show. Like, when you are needing something, you're more likely to get scammed because you're overlooked, weird things, and red flags because you're like, oh, I want the thing, you know? Like, maybe it's too good to be true. You're not even thinking about that. So, y- you were just like, hey, yeah, um... Samarella two two nine or whoever the fuck this girl is, some Herbalife bitch from high school or something, and and you said okay, I will take your five hundred dollars.
1: So the the Susu is is it was so Miss Juicy referenced the Susu. What's the Susu? So that was when you asked me about like scams. I was gonna that was my second on my list. It was like pay for play, and then there's the Susu. So susu is when you're on Facebook. I haven't been there in many, many years, the metaverse. Yeah. Um, but so so you're scrolling and they're like, I just made a thousand dollars in two weeks. If you want in, DM <laughs> me. It's the best. you know, but like they say it and like, and then you DM and they're like, all right, you put in this amount of money mm-hmm. and then the, and then it goes into the pot. And then you bring in four people and you get two thousand. So it's a pyramid of, scheme. Yes, 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 yes. And it's sometimes called a susu.
0: I have never heard susu before. I cannot
1: believe I am breaking the Sunscam Scam Goddess. <laughs> the susu is a specific type of like money laundering scheme. It's like it actually is kind of racist to... Uh, like denigrate the Susu because in places where there are not like systems of banking, it's a way for people to get money. Basically to like, you know, put up a deposit get something back and then
0: yeah but you're saying that like a way to get yeah you know other ways to get money robbery like that's the- you're saying that, like like this is a gainful uh employment you're like no I don't want to give it up because this is how people you know make income and I'm like yeah theft like
1: <laughs> <laughs> no I was just covering my tracks so I looked up susu like there were different cultural origins and I was like okay let me not just completely drag this through the call. <laughs> but basically yeah like you'll get hit up and be like Put it in. So Juicy put in 500 and then. Juicy
0: didn't put in shit. Juicy got hit up by her homegirl or homeboy or home they them and they were like, hey, I'm going to send you $500. I just need your cash app. And and Juicy didn't ask no questions. She said, that ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. Like, (laughs) sent the cash app? Yeah, she sent her Cash App. All she did was send her handle. She didn't even send her login. She didn't send any information. She didn't click on any links, which we always talk about on the show. If you get links from people you don't know, if you get links from websites that you ain't been talking to, don't click the link ever. Ever. Because a lot of times those links can literally just take all the information off of your computer as soon as you click on it. Like So... She made smart decisions. She was like, "Oh, it's just my Cash App handle. You can give that out anywhere. You can put that on Twitter." But maybe these people had already hacked Cash App, and like all they need is your handle to like figure out the rest of your information. I don't even know what they're doing. Wow. They needed just a tidbit of information. Yes, yes. Maybe they could get into your email from the Cash App, reset your Instagram that way. Like you know that you know th- those circumstances do exist, and That's so the they changed her Cash App. They changed her. Excuse me. They changed her Instagram and she said that now they are posting from her account. They've been spamming every person that she follows. Instagram support has been absolutely no help. No, you got to have a plug at Instagram. I'm going to see if I can send you my Instagram plug. Um, They said that um, they're posting Bitcoin fraud stuff and pretending to be me. This is beyond embarrassing. I have no idea how they were able to do that with just my username. Kind of scary. Hope you and your loved ones are doing well. Thank you. Um, And that no one falls for the scam that I did. So guys, if someone says send me your cash app, and y'all haven't already, like, you, y'all ain't splitting dinner. This ain't the homie. you don't know him like that. Like, I'm sure that whoever the mutual friend was was somebody who already had just gotten hacked. And now the hacker is spreading out into their followers and doing the same thing. And I That's went on insane. her... Right? And I went on her Instagram. I'm not going to say her Instagram, babe, because I'm, I'm not going uh, to...
1: Because then you get the email address, do that, honey.
0: Right. They're like, okay, bitch. So I went on her Instagram... And why they posted this uh, picture of a Mercedes, (laughs) and the photo said, the caption says, Congratulations to me. Uh, I am so grateful. Bitcoin mining, hashtag Bitcoin trading, hashtag Bitcoin mining, and Bitcoins, and lots of hashtags. They took a picture of the inside of the Mercedes. Also, this Mercedes looks hella old, but okay, go off, scammers. Then they're posting stuff like, Oh, look at this uh, Bitcoin situation. I don't know if I can make that. Visible to you. But they're posting this stuff, like, you got to check your app. You got to keep, like, whatever. And before that, it was just, like, pictures of her, pictures of other people, regular stuff. And now her account is completely taken over. And what's crazy is, is that they're not bribing her to get it back. Because sometimes people will take over your account and be like, all right, run us the bag, and we will return your followers to you. They were just like, no, we're going to take the account and get the word out.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. So, so if you just put your Cash App in your biome if someone can come and do all that stuff to you.
0: That's what's fascinating to me, because if that's the case, then why are they even reaching out to people directly when they could just go look at people who have their cash-ups in their bios? There has yeah, to be something to it.
1: You just do a quick little, you know, search. Search engine and find that.
0: And the girls on Twitter love to put out their cash app handles. No, so it's, with,
1: a, with a fierce and a quickness. But that's mutual aid, and we love
0: mutual aid. We do love mutual aid. We do love oh, mutual aid. Do you
1: love mutual aid or do you consider it a
0: scam? This is the arena. I mean, go fund me, you know? Like, that's how everybody pay for everything, which is just so confusing to me because I'm like, then what am I giving my money to the government for? If we all just gonna even, be funding each other, bitch, run our shit back.
1: <laughs> it's even less informal now. Mutual aid is literally like Okay, okay, say for instance to me, black queer artist needs <laughs> funds for <laughs> needs funds for blank.
0: We're all and, doing and, our and, own and, United Negro College funds. It's like <laughs> we're uniting around me, the negro, for the fund, okay? Mutual we aid. We're, yeah, no, we're just uniting around me, United Negro. I don't think fun, mutual aid me. is a
1: scam. I I actually I want to you know, and in the same way that you know I disclaimer I gave T D some money. I should I, I want to start to like set aside some dedicated money for mutual aid just to like, you know, give to you know and the I mean, sort of needs that pop up.
0: I always encourage people to go local, you know, every time there's a tragedy or, or like a natural disaster we're giving to the Red Cross, which is its own scam. You know, like if you can't donate <laughs> local, if you can't donate local, oh you should. God. The nonprofit, a scam.
1: <laughs> Actually, this was a very, very subversive point, the way to get into this point. But the mutual aid is so direct. I know that no matter what you're doing with the money, you got it. are getting the money. You got the money. Now, the nonprofits, honey, mm. will, will, you will open up a playbill for a theater, honey. And it's like our sponsors, uh, Williams and Sonoma. Uh, I can't even. What is they call Goldman Sachs? Like, <laughs> Goldman and Sachs, gold and sacks of other gold. Like literally, like they will just gold have sacks of, of other gold. <laughs> they will have satchels of gold. Be like giving them millions of dollars in operating costs, and then the actors are on stage uh, and just like
0: they're just, like, just "Oh, great, we get to broke. eat in this scene, so we can have food." <laughs> no, not not excited. <laughs> not excited for the. <laughs> For the on-stage food, they're like this actor the is honestly, really like eating this whole Thanksgiving dinner, like he ain't said a word.
1: <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Oh, the the food insecurity of my of my twenties. Oh my gosh! In the theater, like in specifically the theater, and then working yes. for nonprofits, mm. and, then working, and then and then they're just like it's an absolute scam, scam why is the set hydraulic and we're making $500? <laughs> Hold on. That's an elevator.
0: They're like, that's an elevator on set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're going to be good with that 500 though, right? Now we are doing 13 shows a week. We got uh, two shows a day. <laughs> we got several days add- on gonna- the weekend. <laughs>
1: we're gonna run a fourteenth show for your larynx. <laughs> 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 Just, uh, so, and good luck out. Good luck out there. And
0: God bless. And guys, and on that God note, God we're bless. gonna take a quick break for some non scam advertisements. We'll be right back with my favorite segment, Historic Hoodwings Scams. Come! and we are back and it's time for historic hoodwinks this is where i will regale larry with a famous con caper group of criminals we'll get his opinions all throughout maybe we love him maybe we hate him y'all know it's like we never know uh let's keep with the holiday season la 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 scams or la 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 fraud better so historic hoodwinks today we are talking about santa con Oh, my god now as a new york as someone who lives in new york city I know you've seen SantaCon. Uh-huh. Have you ever participated?
1: Why no, honey? Do you see how deep my melanin is? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen I don't think I've seen many dark skinned Santa's out there at Santa Con. Yeah, that's although true. Black Santa is my favorite, is my favorite. White Santa is a is a scam to me.
0: I mean, I love Black Santa. I love Black Jesus. If you got a praying grandmother, then you understand. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, like Black Santa to me is the real Santa. So White Santa to me is the scam. And like, it's it's okay. Like, I like I get that he has to like have his job for the you know white populace, but Black like Santa, I'm always like, yes, okay, that's you. That's I, you.
0: I didn't even my nigga. Really get to enjoy... Right. <laughs> <laughs> not my nigga. I, <laughs> y'all, that's Chris Kragle on the block. Chris Kragle! Chris Kragle oh, does sound hella black. <laughs> oh, saying <Saint>
1: Nicholas. Say Nicholas.
0: <laughs> say <Saint> Nicholas. <laughs> Nicholas. Okay. I will say that I didn't enjoy the the scam of lying to your children about Santa Claus for very long because my grandmother was not with the shits. And um, I remember her telling me like, Santa, I ain't letting no old white man take credit for my gifts. Nigga, I'm Santa, and I was like, Well, all right, then, Mildred. <laughs> all right, you're Santa.
1: <laughs>
0: so, you know, that was debunked
1: pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> your, gra- your grandma will say, Nigga,
0: she probably didn't say, Nigga. She probably, I was like, Oh, I was like, Nah, she probably didn't say, Nigga. Now that I think about it, Mildred, let me not be lying on you, rest in peace, mission. Uh, but you know, she did say she was Santa Claus. She was like, I nobody's taking credit for my hard work, honey, okay? At the call center, okay? I bought these gifts. Uh, I bought these oranges and these apples under the tree. That's how you know you really got to pray. And grandma was like, why is fruit under here? Why are y'all putting fruit under the tree? I don't understand. I am confusion. So, though the Christmas spirit is (laughs) ancient, children Uh did not start writing letters to Santa Claus until the late 1800s. It wasn't until the beginning of the 20th century that the Christmas tradition became very popular due to the involvement of a very unlikely con man. So, in the late 1800s, children started writing their letters to Santa Claus and they would leave them in the fireplace, believing that the smoke would carry their message to St. Nick. So, they would burn them? Okay, it's giving murder mystery. Okay. So by the 1870s, the post office began reporting that they were receiving letters, but no actual recipient. The letters would be destroyed every January. Faced with the problem of having to burn a growing number of letters from children, the New York City Post put out an announcement. Every year for the entire month of December, any approved organization in New York City could answer Santa's mail. No one volunteered. Then in 1913, a man named John Duval Gluck stepped forward to be Santa Claus. Wow. Okay, he was like oh. oh y'all not gonna be Santa I'm Santa I'm Saint Nick
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: like what, how, how do you even realize this is a thing like how do you get involved in being like nah yeah I'll be Santa for the kids ho ho ho's <laughs> <laughs> truly I'm flummoxed <laughs> oh my god so, it's a little about SantaCon. Con. Uh, John was the oldest of five brothers and grew up in Bed-Stuy. Bedford Stuyvesant. We know what Bed-Stuy is. Bed-Stuy do or That's die. That's where I live.
1: Hey, yes. Bed-Stuy.
0: Quick, yes, I lived in, okay, I lived in Bed-Stuy when they were starting to regentrify it. So, the white people were calling it Bedwick because it was, like, close to Bushwick and, like, mm. so they were calling no. it Bedwick. No. And I didn't know no better. So I remember when I was turning my like lights on or some shit, the power or something. I was on the phone with the power company. And I was like, they were like, where do you live? And I was like, Oh, I live in Bedwick. And he was like, nigga, what the fuck is Bedwick? And I was like, okay, are you aren't you con Edison? Why are you talking to me like this? Oh,
1: but the scam is you being gentrifier. <laughs> right.
0: I came not I was like, black Where's the Where's the I'm Star a black
1: Box. gentrifier of my neighborhood.
0: You're a black gentrifier. Like, you can't be into a black my... gentrifier.
1: Yes, I can, honey. I be getting to my Uber Blacks and just. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: can have only, nice things in the hood.
1: Only like. buying LaCroix from the uh, bodega. I'm like, okay, call me when you get some organic <laughs>
0: <objects>. <laughs> Yeah, I did know that I was in a gentrified neighborhood when the bodega started having like organic stuff. You know, when they started having chia seeds, I was like, oh, this is different. I can't
1: be eating... The other stuff, I just can't. I can't
0: eat. I can't eat a chopped cheese every week, honey. Right. I, mine is like a croissant with bacon, a uh, bacon, egg and cheese, and strawberry jelly. That's what I would get from the bodega.
1: The strawberry jelly,
0: honey. I'm a sweet breakfast girl. I'm a sweet grit. This is a sweet grit podcast. Um, I don't know what they told <laughs> okay. you.
1: i'm verse grits (laughs) i
0: am also verse i will say i'm verse like you throw some shrimp on it you throw some shrimp on it you know i'll be a bottom you throw some sugar on it i'll be a top
1: (laughs) oh wow okay well but you're still hugely binary um (laughs) i'm verse grits which is why like i just have never understood this huge battle i'm being like how how would you like it that day
0: Listen, it divides us. It divides the black community, and yet here we are. I know I'm gonna get dragged for the grits, but uh, here we are. So, no, I'm this... true.
1: I'm true verse grits. Don't <laughs> drag me.
0: John was the oldest of five brothers. You know, he grew up in Best I Do or Die. His childhood, for all intents and purposes, straight out of a Norman Rockwell painting. A childhood where holidays were big events, especially Christmas, which also happened to be John's birthday. Oh, he was born on. So he was like, man, I am Jesus." He was like. <laughs>
1: Wow, December 25th. You say,
0: what's the problem? I'm Jesus.
1: <laughs> My birthday was on Thanksgiving this year.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry.
1: Oh, it's okay. It's what I call gratitude day or harvest day.
0: I have the best holiday birthday, July 4th. It's always a party.
1: Oh, yeah. Fourth of July,
0: baby. Fourth of July. Fourth of July.
1: Super slutty day.
0: It is, and I I, keep, I make it sluttier, okay? Ho's Do wife. you
1: black out on that day? Like that's a really wild birthday to
0: have. No, last last birthday, I'll tell you off the podcast what I did, but I didn't drink. Um. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) So, uh, you know, his childhood, very cute. Growing up, John was the shortest of his brothers at five foot six inches. And to compensate for his height and his receding hairline, John grew an extravagant mustache with an even bigger personality match. That's what I'm talking about. You know, have a tall personality. I have a tall personality. You know, you don't have to be tall to be successful. Also, when I hear five foot six, I immediately think five nine because that's a fake height. And men, like men always trying to say they're five nine on dating apps. I'm like, you are five seven like stop lying uh, to the community. Uh, uh, uh. Stop lying. You're gonna get caught. Five nine is not a real height. You heard it here first, or maybe second, because I've said this many times. So he was doing all this big personality shit. Um, he was, like, odd at the time. He had no children of his own, was once divorced, and wasn't particularly religious. By the time he was 35, he was running his father's inherited brokerage business, so he wasn't really, like, a catch, according to the research. I guess for the time. He was 35. Uh, he was running his father's inherited brokerage business, but was restless for fame and it ign- Acknowledgement beyond his small life. No pun intended on small. Um, you know, he's already been divorced. He ain't have no kids. And he wasn't particularly religious. So the girls were like, what do you have to offer? I mean, he's running his family's business. He probably got family coin. Y'all playing? So, so when the post office approved his appointment as official Santa Claus, John began the Santa Claus Association stationed in the back room of Henkel's Chop Shop on 36th Street. Wow. Y'all getting chop shot! <laughs> somebody's literally making a chopped cheese and he's over here writing back to the little boys and girls so in the beginning he seemed to be genuinely interested in both creating a name for himself and helping his fellow new yorkers by bringing delight to children of the city john told reporters how children would write and ask for a sleds or dolls or even a coat so cold and desperate were some children that they saw it as a blessing to receive coal from santa Damn! So they call supposed to be a punishment for being bad. They were like, "Oh, bitch, throw this in the fireplace. It's lit." Uh, 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 <laughs> it's truly the ghetto here. Now, when Santa sends you calling and you're like, "This will keep us warm." <laughs> I'm
1: like, oh my gosh! Wow.
0: So the letters would be addressed to Ice Street, Cloudville, and Beyond the or Behind the Moon. Uh, note that the North Pole first became associated with Santa's address when a cartoonist depicted him at NP or at the North Pole in Harper's Weekly in 1866. Partially because that was when the Arctic expeditions were happening, but the children didn't start writing to the North Pole until like the 30s and the 40s. So somebody made up the North Pole, and everybody was like, "Oh yeah, bet that's where Santa lived. We're not going up there." That's the perfect place to put him. Uh, Who's going up there? Uh, the closest uh, uh, I'm getting is a Grey Goose event in Reykjavik. Hey,
1: uh, okay, come on. Everybody going come to the pole? Lacey, come on, Lacey Writer's room. Come on, <laughs> Daily Show Packet.
0: That was good, okay, <laughs> girly? I'm like, yeah. listen, if you're, running, if you're trying to be on the lamb, I feel like the North, North Pole is the spot to go. Anybody going up there to look for you? They said, if you put him in Florida, they're going to want to see him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're like, he can't live in London, honey. We can get, like, you can get to London.
0: <laughs> Santa can't live in Miami-Dade. Like...
1: <laughs> no, baby. we could going to put him on the Nyer's pole. Okay? Ross, I said that I live
0: the other night. Oh, that was Rick Ross? Okay. <laughs> Non Greenland,
1: so Finland, Saint Rick Ross, Black Santa, yeah,
0: right. So the association had an army of volunteers that would go through each letter, flagging any repeats from the same child. So not y'all kids out here trying to scam. Like, let me send Santa Life three, four letters.
1: But also not the police state. Don't be patrolling the letters. Right. L-
0: let them get off all their letters to Santa. Y'all Count haters. Count that
1: as persistence. Okay. Right. How about Determination. That? Who's
0: writing over there? over? Yeah, because that takes time. This kid was going to the post office several times a week, getting postage, really trying to see the girl. You know, like, yeah, don't be a hater. This feel That felt like a little bit of a hater. Let people have, like, double dipping. That's called dedication. So if a child describes starvation, homelessness, or abuse, the volunteers set in a special stack so that oh. it was forwarded oh. to public charities uh, for or to commissions for further investigation. So if you sent a letter to Santa and you oh. uh. snitched on your family
1: cps is coming.
0: can you believe cps can you believe like if you were like a parent and obviously you must be a shitty parent if your kid is writing to santa and being like help like but can you imagine cps pulling up to your house and you're like there was no domestic disturbance we didn't call the police and they're like yeah but uh timmy sent a letter to santa claus and he said y'all y'all ain't feeding him
1: so (laughs) the evidence is the letter they hold up this like chicken scratch letter as evidence
0: <laughs> right everything's Yikes. misspelled they're like dear santa i'm damn bad And it's like
1: <laughs> but i
0: also think that's very nice and responsible like not to make light of like obviously like bad situations uh for people who mm. grew up with you know abusive homes but i think that's kind of dope that they were like okay well let's set these aside because like these kids are like hungry or they're being mistreated and like we're gonna take it's care of them
1: definitely giving two birds
0: Right, so I'm like, I'm not mad at this so far. So if the letter asked for excessive gifts or gave some other indication of not really needing Santa's help, it was set aside. So if you hit a, if you hit up Santa, you were like, I want the Barbie Lambo truck uh, this year. I would really love some Gucci slides and a Cartier necklace. Santa, please. It's like, okay, if you even know what the shit is, like, you don't need Santa's help.
1: <laughs> but also
0: I love that John became like, judge and jury of Christmas. Like, aren't you just supposed to be responding to these letters? How are you gonna be over here like, uh, put this one in the in the rich bitch pile. Like throw, throw these he kids was away. Like,
1: you can tell. You can tell when someone is real and when someone is fake. Real real nigga pile, you get something. <laughs> fake nigga pile, you get cold. The fuck? And then of course <laughs> down niggas they get CPS rolling through the oh no. <laughs> take them over.
0: so each approved letter was sent out to a potential donor that was available to actually send the children gifts so wow so they were like actually like this is like the beginning of what's that Christmas program I do it um, I did it a lot in high school we were raising money for it but there's like a um, what's it called you know for Christmas where they do the like um you go to Walmart, Salvation Army. yeah, Salvation Army, they do it. Yeah, with a lot of other oh, places. Toys sisters. for Tots. Toys for Tots, Salvation Army, there's a couple of them. They're like Christmas programs where you like go to a store and they'll give you a list and you just buy all the stuff on the list. Aw. And also, FYI for you guys, because um, I did this a lot in high school and I would raise money for it and I would shop for it. Um, if you decide to like sponsor a child for the holidays, Do get what's on the list, um, especially if it's like clothes, shoes, socks, and stuff like that, because a lot of times people with privilege will be like, oh, well, you know, I'm also going to get them this really nice doll, or I'm going to get them a PlayStation, I'm going to get them this, this, and third. And sometimes, depending on how hard up the parents are, or if the parents are good people, because we know we ain't got no choice in that, they will sell the expensive stuff that you get for the child, the child won't get it. So if you get stuff that's like clothes and their size, that's like reasonably priced, like don't get. Them no Gucci. Like, don't get them something that has resale value that's really high because the parents might end up selling it and keeping the money. Whereas, like, if you get them, you know, regular stuff from Walmart or from Target or whatever in their size, like it's more likely that they'll be able to hold on to the gifts. Now that's not the same saying for every household, but I'm just letting y'all know, like, that's a thing. So, you know, when you're trying to ball out, you might wanna.
1: Aw, that's really (laughs) good advice.
0: (laughs) Here's the season two be Lacy Oh I love Oh I love when you sing mm, mm delicious <laughs> la la la, la la la, Hey Yes la la la. we now are gay apparel Ew. that's me
1: Gay apparel
0: I wear gay apparel every day
1: <laughs> Love
0: it love it here So The donors were compiled from a list of names addressed to John sourced from his own business, along with suggestions made by the association's directors and volunteers. So he got a whole movement now in the chop shop, uh, the chop tea shop, where everybody in there like going through the letters, judging the children uh, (laughs) and and reaching out to donors to get them gifts, which is really dope because like I thought he was just going to write like read the letters and be like, yo, it's me, Santa Claus, be easy. Like, I didn't know he was actually going to be like getting them gifts that's amazing so the success of the Santa Claus building the Santa Claus Association was enormously successful by December 24th 1913 it had coordinated the delivery of gifts to 13,000 kids uh, specifically 13,160 children in the city in the following two years that jumped to 50,000 gifts delivering like to 16,000 families the city's richest families were able to see their charity firsthand and according to papers the city's poorest families actually looked forward to a happy Christmas wow Oh. oh This sounds very good. I don't know where the scam is. We really bearing the lead, huh, Caitlin? Okay, let's let's see. So on Christmas Day, <laughs> oh, 1915, painful here, comes,
1: <laughs> here comes the painful, <laughs> painful ending.
0: All right, So on Christmas Day, 1915, John made the big announcement to a room full of volunteers and reporters. The peculiar nature of our work calls for a building of our own. So now he's ready to expand. He's like, okay, we cannot be back here, uh, you know, getting grease pops on us while we are trying to help the children. <laughs> we need our own building. So he commissioned the prolific architects, uh, George and Edward Blum, to create the most unique building in America. The Santa Claus building in Manhattan was made of white marble with a massive arch portal nearly 20 feet deep as a front entrance. Okay, so y'all supposed to be doing charity. Why is you out here getting white marble for your building? Uh, uh, oh. I just feel like y'all could have got like a cute double wide or something to save the coins for the kids. Because what?
1: What? I, I... I hear you.
0: I just feel like y'all can't be making Santa Claus Disneyland. They're just supposed to be helping people put their coins towards the kids. So the facade was to have versions of Santa Claus from all countries of the world crafted by artists native to each country. The ground floor was to house the association's offices as well as other charities working in collaboration. The second floor was to hold um, a bazaar... um, which was intended to be a huge market where toys from around the world will be sold or given away. John wanted to create a real-life Santa's workshop and an international celebration of the Christmas spirit. So he, like, went and was like, let me get them girls who was in Willy Wonka. Where they at? Because we're going to... We're going to do a real Santa workshop. (laughs) However... Though complete details of the building were released to the press, no one knew how the $300,000, roughly $6.5 million today, would be paid for. What was particularly bizarre was that just the week before the announcement, the association had been fundraising to relieve a $3,000 debt. So how you making a building and you don't got no coins? You don't got no building fund? The building fund. So John's Fraudulent Charities. Here we go. Because I was like, John was doing so good. He was really giving to the children. Do you like John Larry so far?:
1: I felt like he was OK, but I know this last act is going to be terrible.)
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that he roped people in with the legitimacy, though. You know, he did help some kids. He probably put some kids in foster care, which could be good or bad. Um...
1: It started it started promising, but again, yeah. why, where's the scam?
0: Right. So by this point, John had built a list of 76,000 donors across the city, including Astor's and the Vanderbilts. He used that list to garner support for a number of charities that almost entirely existed just to aid the raising of the Santa Claus building funds. The charities included the Defense Reports Committee, Serum Control of Cancer, the Anti-Prohibition Group. Okay, Anti-Prohibition. I feel like that's lit, right? Because that means you're against prohibition, which means you want the lick. <laughs> now, how you gonna have a whole charity that's like our charity is based on? We trying to get drunk. No, not the lick. Not the <laughs> lick. The lick killed. For me. the price of a cup of coffee, we can all get drunk soon. Like
1: <laughs> the lick really killed me. Just went that when you said that.
0: Like what? And the window crib society, and most notoriously, the American Boy Scout organization, which we know is riddled with nonsense. So, just a note: baby cages were invented in 1922 during a time where rickets were a big concern. Baby cages were cribs designed to hang out of windows for kids to get more sun. And now we're looking at a baby cage, and we will post this on uh, the Insta story. How you gonna have? I just feel like you shouldn't hang your baby outside like it's a, a AC unit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is absolutely
1: terrifying. <laughs> like, it's so crazy to see
0: how, it, how did we this even survive to this point? Up,
1: hanging <laughs> this baby out is on above trees.
0: Bench. This baby is above trees in a little cage, hanging out. What the hell? <laughs> this is an
1: absolute max they
0: say you don't want your baby to get rickish. you better hang him on a clothesline no this Rickets? baby suspended in the air
1: oh lord it's giving ac unit
0: this is worse than when michael jackson dangled blanket uh over the balcony like
1: this is blanket this is uh, the original blanket <laughs> The OG blanket, Prince Michael III.
0: And the baby looking at this photo like, help! Why you taking pictures? Help!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Help! (laughs) Help me.
0: Why you got your camera out? Come over here and get me from these irresponsible ass people. Come and get me. Oh Lord, so so uh to tie that in, the Window Crib Society, like that's they was putting babies in cages and hanging them over the city. Oh no. So the group had been founded in 1910 by William Randolph Hearst to rival the Boy Scouts of America and had been incorporated three months later. So this is uh back to the American Boy Scout Association. Which is hilarious because Boy Scouts of America and then the rival came out and said, "We the American Boy Scouts Association." That's the same name. Hey, I just go switch the. Hey,
1: <laughs>
0: that's like Beyonce like got titled, nigga. We got waves. I feel
1: like
0: that's. I feel like that's the same thing. So they were essentially like you know the same as the Boy Scouts of America, except for these scouts carried loaded guns. Okay membership of the organization and we're just diving into the Boy Scout organization for some reason membership of the organization fell when a 12 year old shot and killed a 9 year old during a fight leaving John in a difficult position as he used the scouts as volunteers in the Santa Claus Association so he was like y'all Boy Scouts if y'all want y'all want to get y'all Santa badge y'all trying to get y'all holiday Christmas uh badge or no and also y'all got loaded guns <laughs> why oh. I don't know how anybody lived in the 1920s because it just seems like everywhere you go, there's a way to die.
1: (laughs) Very lawless. Lawless.
0: So to try and revive the American Boy Scouts, not to be confused with Boy Scouts of America, even though they are the same name, John would attach the names of prominent politicians and businessmen as executive vice presidents without their knowledge and went around town calling himself a member of the Secret Service. Wow. So if you're a member of the Secret Service, then why, why are you not with the president? Why you at Starbucks, my guy? Like, how you gonna be in the Secret Service? I, I thought that was a secret. I feel like y'all are not supposed to tell people. I ain't never met nobody who was like, yeah, I work at the Secret Service. This is not a job that I've ever encountered. They're like, yeah, it's cool. You know, a lot of waiting around at the bathroom. Like, what?
1: But, but
0: this is also the 20s. There's no internet. You can lie about anything you want, which is a great time You really
1: could just just, you could just hit a good old lie.
0: Oh, a good old laugh.
1: Everywhere, everywhere, anywhere.
0: And who's gonna know? Who gonna who's check me, I wish I, like, I love the question that we all know is inherently ignoring race strife or racial strife, which is like, if you could go back in the past at any time, like, where would you go? And niggas are like, the future, bitch. Are you kidding? Like, it's been yeah, romap- real for us. We're gonna
1: start at the 90s.
0: Right. And I'm not trying to go to the 90s kind of world either. Like, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to go forward. What's 3,000 uh, looking wait, like? Wait, wait, but remember the 2000s is
1: a whole decade, and we can now we can go back to our good old 2010s. Did you not? The tens the tens actually had a lot of like the tens, maybe it's the nostalgia off of it, is like, if you were like like 10 through 12 as this age. You know what I mean? Like 2010 yeah. to 2012, just like Rihanna and Beyonce. like That's true. Like al- album 2010s, drops becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. Like fast fashion hasn't happened yet. You weren't like competing at this rate yet. We're not like. We're not on Instagram
0: know. like that, you know, fucking up our brains. Our the phones aren't listening isn't,
1: yet. The algorithm isn't retooling our brains yet. Like the algorithm has to still. Okay. The algorithm is still learning us. It's learning, <laughs> like, what parts of Blackness people want to see versus what they, like, they feel that they should suppress. Like, it, like, so it casts a allow a lot of stuff through. You're
0: which right. is why we
1: have this, like, you know, I don't know. The
0: 2010s were a happier time. They were low-key our 80s, too, because there was a lot of terrible fashion. Well, that's the 2000s. Of the, But the 2010s, we got it together a the little odds. bit. Also, the 2010s, I just remember, like, being a child and twerking a Roscoe Dash, you know?
1: I know. I felt very twerkalicious, but maybe just because it was my 20s. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I, w- I was in my 20s in 2010, but I was twerking.
1: Oh, in 2010, I, I was a child. But I'm saying, like... but Yeah, I was about to say, we're,
0: like, like, close to the same age.
1: Yeah, the 10s is, like, the decade that the 20s were in, though.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Back to the story, though. A 12-year-old shot a 9-year-old because for some reason they're giving children guns, which I don't understand why anybody thought that was a good idea. To try to revive the American Boy Scouts Association, he was over here lying, telling people that, you know, all these people in prominent positions were involved. Obviously, that wasn't true. He said he was a member of the Secret Service. He ain't no, doing no service. and It is not a secret. Uh, the organization eventually folded away, but due to high-profile nature of the debacle, John and the Santa Claus Association had attracted attention of the authorities. So now the F, the B, and the I are like, Hey, girl. Hello, it's us, the government. We would like a word. So in 1927, Bird Caller was the city's public welfare commissioner. He found that Santa Claus Association accepted $106,000 in direct donations, about $1.4 million today, but didn't detail where the money went. So now we're looking at Bird. He's a, a candidate for governor in this photo. Uh, he's giving 1920s vibes. He's got, you know, a finger wave and a very aggressive mustache. It's very much giving the vibes of 1920s. Um, so salaries kept increasing and $10,000 worth of funds mysteriously vanished. That's so crazy how money be leaving. You know, getting up, walking out on song. own.
1: $10,000, that's like... How much now?
0: Um, I'm not exactly sure of the equivalent, but if $106,000 is one point million dollars, then I would imagine $10,000 worth of funds is like, mm. like a significant amount of money. What that's like almost 10% of that, so with like 10% of a million, wow, so like $100,000 or $100,000. Wow,
1: okay, a big more. scam.
0: Yeah. So additionally, the Santa Claus building was never built, but the organization had continued accepting donations for its construction anyway. The building fund, classic church, uh, where everybody donated to the building fund. And somehow, every time we come to worship on Sunday, we in the same building. <laughs> building ain't never going to get built. So... It turns out that John had embezzled almost all of the funds, shocker, marked for the building, as well as the funds raised to purchase gifts and postage. Not the baby's gifts now. You were giving back to the kids, still still to build the money. John genuinely began wanting to help the children and spread Christmas cheer. But eventually the fame he craved and received as a part of the association led him to greed. Power corrupts.
1: It's giving Scrooge. (laughs)
0: How do you go from being Chris Kringle to the Grinch?
1: To literally, you will not have Christmas. <laughs> I'm taking the money. He
0: how you go home by Christmas and then steal Christmas in the same breath? Like what?
1: Yeah, he princess switched the funds. Okay, that was for the Vanessa Hudgens stands.
0: Love that for them. I mean, he was like, Look, I gave y'all enough Christmas. Y'all on your own now. Like, damn. <laughs> this is disrespectful. So when Coller, the governor guy, brought his findings to the post office, John's contract with them was rescinded. And by Christmas, letters to Santa had stopped coming in and the group had lost all public support. Without the post office, they had no logistic ability to collect letters and the Santa Claus Association went defunct. It wasn't until 35 years later in 1962 that the New York City post office formalized the process of answering letters to Santa. Today, hundreds of local groups handle the answering of letters across the U.S. under the umbrella of Operation Santa Claus. Now we got a more legit business, Operation Santa Claus. If you live in New York, your kids want to snitch on your friends and family, or if y'all want to ask for some gifts, obviously you got to keep it pretty basic because if you go in there asking for, you know, a switch or something, they're going to be like, too rich. (laughs) Guys, that's John, man. Okay, I was with John in the first half. He had me in the first half.
1: It was like, honestly, really heartwarming, but that just made you really anticipate that it was gonna be a hard scam
0: I mean I wouldn't even be mad at John if he stole all the building fund money but you didn't also have to steal the gift and the postage money like keep giving the kids the gifts at least keep your grift on the up and up
1: yeah definitely that it was like now you are they're like scamming can still have like some moral basis (laughs) <laughs> the Robin Hood of scams. But then you took from the kids, and that's not robbing, taking from the rich. It's taking from the from the kids.
0: And that's why I'm like, this hurts. It hurts a little bit. But guys, we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements, and we'll be back for the saddest part of the show where I have to let Larry go. Robbery and, fraud. and we're back. And it's time for Scammer of the Week. This is where we highlight an honorary charlatan group of criminal squad. We don't know yet. Maybe we love them. Maybe we hate them. Oh my God, we're getting so many of these NFT Scammer of the Weeks recently. NFTs are non-fungible tokens. It's like this whole new popping thing on the internet where you can like... Basically, I feel like the Wu-Tang Clan started NFTs because they recorded an album that Martin Scarelli bought And they only released one and so he bought it for like millions of dollars and um it's recently been taken away from him because he in jail jail but um you know i really feel like that was the first nft but uh thousands of investors in an nft project called evolved apes recently learned that the world uh that nft isn't immune to scams which obviously it isn't it sounds like a scam in itself so, no, NFTs, like I said, are non-fungible tokens. They are unique sets of data used in blockchain technology to verify digital items as unique entities with single owners where they would have otherwise been easily replicated and not verifiable ownership. So, it's like you're selling something, and it's like you're buying this for an exorbitant price, but you're the only person who has it and has access to it. It's so dumb. But also lit. I don't know. Maybe i make an NFT. We'll see. Evolved uh, uh, Apes... Uh, uh. I make an episode of Scam Goddess and it's an NFT. And it's like one person can listen to it.
1: (laughs) I actually love NFTs. I like, it is literally like the price of art. It's assigning value to things that are artistic and giving it like a really, really great value. So like just conceptually to me as an artist, like that makes sense. That there's like something quantifiable about it. But that is like also a little... Let's say ephemeral, where it's like, no, everyone can't have taste. But if you do have taste, it can cost a lot. I don't know. But NFTs sometimes are ugly. <laughs> <laughs> but they have a vibe, and I can always tell the vibe of an expensive NFT, which is why I like them because I have taste.
0: Yes, you're a man of taste and class and distinction. Nope. <laughs> So, Evolved Apes described on NFT Marketplace, um, and they went on the Marketplace OpenSea, and they described it as a collection of 10,000 unique NFTs trapped inside a lawless land. The project also hyped a yet to materialize fighting game, you knowing it's America, we love a fighting game. Love to shoot people in Call of Duty. So a week after the project launched, its anonymous developer known as Evil Ape, vanished almost entirely off the face of the internet, deactivating their website and Twitter account. However, they left traces behind on the blockchain that shows that they took 798 Ether, which is $2.7 million, out of the project's funds in multiple transfers. The funds were raised through the initial public sales of the NFTs, as well as commissions and earmarked for projects' expenses such as marketing. So they were like, oh yeah, like, put that coin in we got 10,000 NFTs we about to run it up and then they ran away and um, that's been happening a lot after the public sale on September 24th announcements seemed suspiciously unprofessional and several of the leaders were not around anymore but in this very new marketplace most investors believed it was just inexperience I love that y'all are trying to give them the benefit of the doubt like they gonna come back yeah there's several misspellings and typos in here and we haven't heard from them in weeks but you, they, they probably busy they were not busy. They were getting busy stealing y'all's money. So prior to the NFT project, Evolved Apes did a social media competition meant to generate buzz. The community then discovered that the social media competition winners hadn't received their NFT prizes from the project and the artists hadn't been paid either. Damn, they ripped everybody off. But NFTs are unlike cryptocurrencies in that even with the money gone, there are still JPEGs and narratives surrounding them. Evolved Apes continue to trade on open seas where a total volume of Ether, which is $47,230, have been traded since the rug pull became public. So even after they dipped off with the coins, they're like, hey, it's us again. Sorry we had robbed some of y'all. Anyways, we got some more product to unload. Y'all interested? A new project called Fight Back Apes has been created in response to the community scorned by their tragic investments, trying to salvage their investments. So, Fight Back Apes is like these people trying to figure out who these evil apes are. I mean, they put evil in the title. I don't know why y'all were confused.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, they, yeah, nefarious off top.
0: They said crime. They said crime. Dot com and y'all still gave them your money. That's the thing about NFTs that confuses me when they're photos, because I'm like, if I can look at a photo of the NFT that you got, I can just screenshot it. I got it too, girl. Like,
1: no, but you don't own the original, baby. Come on, intellectual property.
0: What's the difference? You having a copy. You
1: having a copy of my movie does not mean that you made my movie. The masters owning the masters, but like owning the masters. You, if I, if I have the stems then I can always do the remix. I can give you the sample for the remix. But you just have the song. I have the stems. That's like music, though. Okay, Kanye. <laughs> yeah, that was a little music. The stems is like the drum layer, the vocal layer. I don't know. I feel like NFT conceptually is something that I like should like because I love ascribing high monetary value to art.
0: <laughs> As you should. Your art should be valued very, very high because you're a very good artist.
1: But art, like art, should you know? I don't know. But yeah, evil apes—they were—they found a loophole in the grift, so they're grifting the grift. The grift of NFTs is that it's just like easy to make a killing, and so that's gonna all, like draw the wrong types of people.
0: Fair, fair. I mean. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at NFTs. I told you I might make a Scam Goddess episode that's an NFT that you can only listen to if you are one person who purchases it.
1: That's huge. I love that.
0: Capitalism. But guys, that brings us to the end of the episode. Larry, we always ask on this show, where would you like to be found?
1: Oh, yeah. Follow at Larry Owens Live.
0: As always, guys, you can find me at D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I-D-V-A-L-A-C-Y on all platforms. If you want to follow the podcast, see all the photos. Scam Goddess Pod on all platforms. Instagram is where I mostly post the photos. I'll do better with Twitter, though, y'all. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do right by y'all. Um, and, guys, all of the first season of My Carly is streaming right now on Paramount Plus, as well as the second season of A Black Lace Guest Show. Get into it. It's other stuff coming out, and you will tell y'all when I can tell y'all. Right now, I can't. Also, Search Party Season 5, look out for Larry. He's going to be in there being hilarious. There's a show on Hulu that you did, too, right? What's that name?
1: Yeah, Life and Bath, Amy Schumer. It's
0: coming January. Yes. Come on, books. Come on, busy. Come on, <laughs> amen. Books. Amen. Congregation. Send money for the building fun. And stay skinny. Gam goddess. This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Marina Pais, and researched by Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming! This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf.